0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back inside the Shark Tank for a special emergency uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these, um, but we have a new signing to discuss. As Sale announced today that they have signed uh, Tom O'Flakety uh, from the Exeter Chiefs. Uh, the winger will join Sale from the 2022-2023 uh, season onwards on a three-year contract. Uh, Alex, you love talking about backs. You know, you're a back yourself. Um, instant reaction to the signing of a flackety by sale.
1: I think it's a really, really smart pickup and I really like it. Um, it's a position where we probably needed to strengthen a little bit. You know, we've got Roebuck and Reed nailing down the position at the moment. We've got Brian McGregor who's, you know, doing all right but we haven't seen him for a couple of weeks as we speak and obviously he's, um, you know, 30-odd now. Sorry, Byron, if that's a bit doing you a disservice there, but late 20s, as it's as it should be fondly known for the next five years of my life. Um, He is
0: is 32. He is 32. You're right. Oh, he's
1: 32. Right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Late 20s. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I think there's definitely, you know, there's there's a hole in the squad there, uh, for sure. And I think it's a real, real quality player who is just all the things we want. Accurate, discipline. But, you know, the, his. if you look at his highlight reel, it's really exciting at the same time. Um, you know, he punches massively above his weight, offers us something really different. It's been interesting dynamic to see whether he ever plays with Aaron Reid because there's an obvious kind of aerial threat there um, to our defence. But honestly, I think it's just a real, really, really good player. And I think exeter Chiefs will be gutted to lose him because he starts every week for them. He's, you know maybe not first name on the team sheet, but it's not far off. Um, And I think he'll thrive. I think he'll thrive under our squad. I think, you know, with Raffi's sniping runs, um, you know, the holes that Rohan and Manu create, there's there's so much opportunity for him to get on the end of things, which he does really well. And, you know, there's there's a real good opportunity for him to become first winger on the team sheet. You know, Robo can read a really good, but... He is a massively experienced player, and and I think overall, mate, just a really exciting signing. And really, like, I would never have called it, and I would never have said, "Oh, go out and get Tommy Vati." But when you think when you think about it, you go, "What a what a really smart pickup that is." Um, so I think it says everything that X will be gutted to lose him. So yeah, that is it for me. What was your initial reaction?
0: Oh, just just genuine joy. You know, um, I am. Um... Someone who, for months, has been saying, "Look, with 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 Solomona, uh, you know, leaving uh, mid-season, with you know, with McGuigan sort of a- aging into his what early thirties, I think it'll be his age thirty-three season next year." The, the emergence of Reed and Roebuck has really sort of sort of papered over a crack in the squad there, um, and I think O'Flaherty's is a brilliant signing. To your point, you'd never go out and think about getting someone like that just because you would assume Exeter wouldn't let him go. And it seems like Exeter have been hit really hard by the salary cap decrease. And there's been a real sort of crunch, which makes sense. You know, you've got Stuart Hogg, you've got um, uh, Henry Slade, you, you know, you've know, you got tier one internationals who, who you want to keep and need to get paid. And it does squeeze that kind of middle class of, of player out of, of some of the squads. And, and we've been able to benefit from that. Um, and I just think of Flackerty is going to be a, a great sign of for because I think he just suits exactly what we need. He is a... First, first of all, a, a a physically very impressive player. He's rapid. Um, he's he's powerful. He can tackle. Kind of everything you'd want in a in a winger. You know, going going both ways. Great. He's an intelligent player as well. You know, he he's able to track track the ball, um, as it's going through, um, as it's going through the play. Um, he's someone who's got good reactions. You know, he, he's good, um, in, in the loose. You know, especially in terms of like kick chasing. Um, and obviously he's a good footballer as well. You know, the, it, we obviously had that try a couple of years ago where he, uh, I think it was in the Champions Cup where the ball goes over the top and he just volleys it and then runs onto it to score. It's little things like that, and it's something have missed, I think, for for a couple of years when you had Denis Solomon in his sort of peak of his powers. He was someone who could carry the ball in two hands. He could kick. He could kick quite well over the top or along the ground. We haven't ne- we don't necessarily see that from, from Reed and Robot, they're very sort of different style of players. Whereas oflaherty has got this real sort of all roundedness to his game. He's a real sort of five-tool player, to borrow a, a baseball expression. Um, you know, I don't think he's a he, he isn't a Cheslin Corby, he isn't a sort of playmaker style or, or Damian Panault. Um but he is someone who I think he gives you exactly what you want from a winger in the premiership going both ways. And I think when you've got someone like George Ford at 10 next year, who can sort of see space and manipulate space, having someone like O'Flaherty, who can get to the ball and and into the space first and then do things with that space, um, I think is really exciting. And I think you sort of look at him as that, that could be the ceiling for someone like Aaron Reed. So what, what a boon it's going to be for Reed to be able to learn from someone like O'Flaherty. Um, with that being said, Alex, how important do you think it is that O'Flakarty, as good as he is, has never been capped by by England? Because I know we've been chatting a little bit about, you know, what happens when George Ford or Bevan Rod or Rafi Quirk aren't available. How, how important do you think that element of O'Flackerty being good but not playing for England is in terms of weighing up the overall value of this deal for sale?
1: Yeah, I think it's massive. And, and you know, he probably is it's one of those players who probably isn't Gonna play for England in the right, right without being harsh. Um, you look at the the current wingers England have got, and where they're turning to next is probably you know, they've got Noel, they've got um, what someone who's not injured, they've got Malins who's kind of made a bit of a name for himself, they're playing Freddie Stewart on the wing, apparently. You've got Ollie Hassel Collins coming through at Irish, getting and who is brilliant. Um you know, there's a pretty good pipeline and and his name isn't really in that conversation. He's not in favour with Eddie Jones, which seems to be the main thing at the moment. So I think it's, we've always said that, haven't we? Sort of those international class players who don't get such for England who are English qualified are absolute gold dust in this league. And if you can get one, you keep hold of them because they'll win your premierships. You know, you... you for whatever reason, if they're out of favour with England, you know, that is ideal, and it's why George Ward at the time was such good signing, and why it's kind of been dampened a bit by the fact that he's got back into the England squad, because you know, we said when when we signed George Ward, well, he's not, if he's not getting picked by England we've got a year-round world class 10, um, and, and with O'Flatty, I think you've got a year-round international class winger, who's available, you know, through the Six Nations and, and Autumn Internationals, so that's is so important, and and it goes underappreciated, I think, by a lot of kind of fans and clubs because you want internationalism. It? It's it's great, but it's not international representation isn't the be all and end all. And actually, you know, it's that consistency in the team that it allows. It's the experience because they're playing so much Premiership rugby. It's you know, I think it's it's a it's a massive part of it, and and you know, purely from a Take away the kind of rugby element of it and the player element of it, your value for money goes up massively, doesn't it? From a you know commercial point of view, and on a, a rugby point of view, you are getting more player for your for your money. You know, you are not paying them to go and be away with England for half the year because as much as you pay someone to go away for England, they might get a little bit better at rugby, but it's never going to offset the increase. The fact that you lose them for you know six hundred minutes a season or whatever it might be, um, so. You know, I think, I think it's huge, and and it's the way you want to build a club, and that's why I like it. I think it's very sensible. It shows a kind of an astute understanding of the, the real the real valuable players. You know, they're not the ones that BT might be talking about every week. albeit they do talk about some of like that too, but the ones that will add to your squad. And as you say it. It doesn't necessarily fix a hole because there's not a hole, but it certainly strengthens and it prepares for, you know, it means you've got that competition and it means you've got that quality. But if something goes wrong, if someone gets injured, you've still got enough depth in that position. So, um, yeah, but I, uh, and that's kind of part of it, you know, because if, if Roebuck gets injured, well, put it this way, you know, if, if Ben Curry gets injured and Tom Curry's away with England, we don't have a seven to fetch the ball. That's what kind of fits him with this kind of player, so yeah, really, really like that element of it as well. Which I presume you do as well, given it's um, it's your favorite thing to say about a player whenever they're you know England standard but not getting picked.
0: Yeah, although <coughs> I think the last time we were talking so adamantly about this, it was Jake Cooper Woolley who didn't necessarily crack on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, for, for I mean, James, well. me and James had a big conversation about that. It's how oh, brilliant. <coughs> a tight premiership experience. Um yeah, maybe maybe we could put that one down in the in the blue reel. But I, I think a flackerty is is, is is like you said is exactly how you want to be building your squad. And it's a good point about England as well. Rafi Quirk and Bevan Rod will be better players for going away with England. But Johnny Hill at this stage of his career isn't going to be. George Ford isn't going to be. Um, someone like Thomas Flackerty probably isn't going to be. So I think um uh, I, I I think As a squad signing, I think it's brilliant. Um, And I think the the exciting thing now is we can assume he's going to go straight into the starting 15 every week. I think he's probably our starting 11 moving forward. Um, And that means we've got Tom Roebuck uh, and Barry McGuigan at 14. Um, And then we've got Tom Reflackety and Aaron Reid as our 11. And all of a sudden, you've just got that little bit more depth to the squad You've got two players who can play both positions. If someone's injured, if someone's away with England, fine, you, you can rotate around in, in a way that we haven't been able to this year. We've been very lucky that Reed and Roebuck have come through, that they've been able to play sort of six, seven, eight games on, on the bounce. Um, because if that hadn't been the case, we're probably looking to play Simon Hammersley at wing, who's, who's definitely more of a 15, um, or maybe even trying to shift Rohan back out there again. So it just means you're not having to fit a square peg into a, into a round hole. Um, and I think, overall, it raises the the ceiling of the squad again. You know, we're a team that I don't think has had a, a genuinely sort of top premiership class winger for a good number of years. Even Byron McGuigan, um, when he was in sort of his peak form, he was a rotational player at 2 who came to us and became a starter. But he wasn't sort of top of the class. Um, so I think this gives us, you know, for the first time, some some real sort of, mini-star power at the position, um, and it dramatically increases our depth at a wing as well, which I think bodes really well. I don't really think, usually oh, with these pods, we then just talk very briefly about what impact this has on the rest of the squad. I really don't think it has any. Um, this seems basically a like for light replacement for Denny Solomon is out, Aflacrity comes in. We've got four wingers. Hammersley can play 15. Luke James can play 15. Joe Carpenter can play 15. is not going to play there. Um... And it, I, I can't, unless Alex, you want to disagree, see any sort of trickle-down effect of this uh, at the moment. It just seems like a like-for-like like bring him in and, and boost the quality of the squad.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Because I think when you look at the people coming through next, like Metcalf and Gourley, like they're they're really good, but they're not ready for uh, that role that they would be pushed into if we hadn't signed their practice. So, yeah, I completely agree, I think you know, the, the outgoings we've had this season and, and that incoming is just really good balance and, and doesn't hold anyone back, but also um, doesn't leave us with, you know, kind of anyone exposed. So, no, completely agree. I think it's it it really almost couldn't have worked out any better in terms of, I just think that balance is so good. I mean, I'm sure we'll be, you know, it, st- it still means there's a you know, role for Metcalf and, and Gourlay as they come off, you know, they come off the bench or they, you know, Starting in the Premier Rugby Cup or whatever. But it just means they're not being exposed into that expectation of performing, which is the way we've managed Reed and Robook in with Migwig mm. you know, and Solomon, etc., and people in front of them. And they, you know, they've been much better players when they've made their kind of proper you know, when they've made it their own as a result. So I completely agree.
0: Yeah. I think the one final thing I want to mention is Length of the deal, three-year contract. Again, just another great bit of business. Um, a is 27. He'll be um, in his age 28 season when he starts at sale beginning of next season. So you got him for age 28, 29, 30. I think that that's a great bit of business. Um, you know, I, in a perfect world, you'd get him for his age 23, 24, 25 season. Fine. Um, but, you know, a Flackerty obviously, he came through, I think, University Rugby as well. Didn't necessarily come through an academy. He's basically had a couple of years, you know, to to gain experience in the Premiership, develop his game. He's uh, probably y- y- your development curve is probably a little bit later with someone like O'Flaherty, like it was with Josh Beaumont, because they're not playing professional rugby at 19 nineteen twenty. So I think to to get him now is a really good time. You like I said, you would like him to have come two seasons ago, but I think when you look at the fact that we've got him for the sort of end of his peak seasons. I think that's really encouraging. And then at 30, you can make a decision of, you know, does he does he still want to play? Does he, you know, still have uh you know the, the, the right attributes we're looking for? Does he still suit our s- style of play, etc. And you can make a call from there. But I just think from a from a contractual point of view, three years you, you've got him locked up. There's a bit of certainty at that position. Um it gives us a lot of flexibility in how we want to move forward. And if someone like Metcalf or Gurley isn't ready that's fine you can always look at extending that deal longer so again just tick 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 you know across the board here i think it's a, a fantastic bit bit of business
1: what more is there to say
0: absolutely and nothing you know just just like i said tick ticks are along tick, the board tick, so, tick. so we'll uh, we'll leave it there so thank you very much to everyone for, for listening we hope you enjoyed the special bonus pod and uh, welcome tom O'Flaherty to sell sharks for next season we are delighted to have you